Greetings. Welcome to our 24th episode of the FGI podcast series. My name is Tim Stark, and I'm a professor of civil engineering at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And hello, everyone. My name is Jen Miller, and I'm the coordinator of the Fabricated Geomembrane Institute, or the FGI. On today's episode, we are going to focus on our February 4th, 2021 webinar titled Geomembrane Attachment and Penetration Design and Installation. We received over 45 questions during and after the webinar for this topic. So we are breaking them up into two podcasts so you can quickly find your question and a response to your question. So thank you so much for your interest in the webinar and sending in our question, your questions. Today, Pat Elliott will give the first podcast and he will address the questions related to embedment strips and mechanical attachment. In a subsequent podcast, Duff and Brendan Simbeck will address your questions related to anchor trenches and pipe boots. So I'd like to reintroduce Pat Elliott, who's going to be our speaker today. Pat is the Director of Installation Services for Raven Engineered Films through their subsidiary Raven CLI Construction, Inc. Pat is also the current president of the FGI. So Pat, thanks so much for joining us again. And we've got many questions on embedment strips for you first, and then we'll talk about mechanical attachments. Thank you, Tim. So first question, my experience with embedment strips is that sometimes they are not properly embedded in the concrete, not enough slump, or they have air pockets under them. Trouble is that it's not easy to see these problems. The problem mainly comes when the con concrete contractor does the embedment and does not have much experience with setting embedment strips. Yeah, Tim, that's correct. I mean, it's really crucial that the geosynthetic installer and the concrete contractor and the general contractor and even the engineer are on the same page. And they really have a pre-construction meeting and make sure that the proper education and, and, and proper techniques are, are, you know, they're trained up on those so that they can, those installed correctly, because it is crucial to um, the performance of the system. Okay, thanks, Pat. All right, next question. When joining a geomembrane with a mechanical batten or embedment strip, do you have a preference for geomembrane material in order to minimize wrinkles? Yeah, Jen, that's a that's kind of a loaded question because you got to. There's a lot of factors that go into picking the geomembrane for the project outside of just the mechanical attachment. Um, what I like to say for minimizing wrinkles is really pick a membrane that's either reinforced or has a higher dimensional stability. Um, that that really reduces the amount amount of you know expansion and contraction during installation and reduces those wrinkles at those critical points. Um, also, it's real crucial to bring that membrane in on a flat plane versus turning it up the wall, turning it up onto the structure. Um, anytime you're doing transitions, you know, you just increase your likelihood for uh, wrinkling and hand welding at those points. Great, Pat. Uh, next question. If there are multiple layers to the liner system, are more than one embedment strip needed or are they all welded to the strip at the same place slash elevation? Yeah, so there's 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 a couple um, different uh, embedment strips out there. If you're using a six inch wide, usually there is room to attach two membranes to it. So it just depends on 
width of your embedment strip. Uh, there's a lot of three-inch uh, embedments on the market as well, and sometimes those are a little more readily available to um, get in your material type. So in that case, we do recommend that you install two embedment strips, typically four to six inches apart, and attach the different layers to those different embed strips. Yep. Pat, on slide, your slide 53, and the slide deck will be on our FGI website so they can download it. Once you have that gap in the embedment strip, what can be done to correct that problem? Yeah, in that case, we actually had to use a highly flexible coating. Um, I do not recommend that as a best practice. I, I would really prefer that um, involvement is early in the project and, and those are installed properly to get a really good seal. I don't like falling back onto a flexible coating, but in that case, it did it, it work and, and the project is in service and, and, and functioning. Yep. Um, next question is, our experience has been that HDPE embedment strips do not make a good long-term watertight seal. Even if the concrete installer butt welds the embedments and does a good job minimizing honeycombing in the concrete, the difference in the coefficient of expansion and contraction of the concrete versus the HDPE causes cracks to occur over time. Any crack you see spanning to or through the embedment strip is a leak path. Yeah, Tim, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, you know, HDPE has an extreme expansion and contraction, especially very sensitive to temperature fluctuations. Um, but most of the products that we represent at the FGI have much less thermal expansion. Um, so when, when we're talking about products that, that, uh, that we represent at the FGI, um, you just don't have as many issues with that expansion and contraction. Um, and a lot of, a lot of times also, um, if these structures are underwater and the, the water temperature stabilizes that, so as long as you're not exposed to the elements and the temperature fluctuations, you can greatly reduce that. Okay, have you observed problems of differential thermal expansion of HDPE and concrete when using embedment strips? Yeah. Um, once again, HCP has a very extreme uh, thermal expansion, um, and it can, it can affect the concrete long term. Um, and once again, if it's not stabilized underwater or these attachments aren't stabilized underwater, so you know that's in those cases you probably need to either you know look at a different membrane that has better thermal expansion and contraction or dimensional stability, or you know you can always uh, revert back to a mechanical attachment over an embed strip. Great, Pat, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned dimensional stability because you brought that up earlier in your responses. Next question is, uh, do uh, adjacent pieces of embedment strip need to be pre-welded together prior to the concrete pour to ensure that you don't have a leak or a gap between the embedment strips? Yeah, uh, correct. It's very crucial that these seams are done uh, prior to the concrete pour, uh, prior to the installation of the concrete, um, you, you not get a seal once that uh, once those are once those are once that concrete is cured. And how are the embedment strips welded together, or how is that seamed? Yeah, it's just a heat bond, and 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 it's very simple. You can use it using a you know like a hot plate, like a either a pipe welder or or even simple tools, uh, heat gun. Um, and a jig to to press those together, and it bonds, they bond fairly well. And uh, you know, 
it just depends on the different materials. But yeah, it's pretty simple installation that most people can do. And the, if the install, you know, the geosynthetics installer needs to get involved, there's, you know, you can you can do different tests and, and things to, you know, maximize the, you know, integrity of that weld. Great. Next question. Getting concrete into the embedment strip is hard on the vertical or vertical face, but a horizontal connection is better. Is there a good way to assure that the embedment strip is filled with concrete if it's horizontal? Yeah, I mean, this is this is crucial. I mean, you know, you got to make sure that you're installing that immediately after the pour. The concrete is still very wet. Um, the different mixtures of concrete can affect that as well. And then you got to make sure that when you press that into the concrete, you can you know, tamp it or vibrate it to, or to make sure that that concrete is flowing in between the backside of the embedment strip. So it is really crucial that you take the time and, and do that correctly. Okay. Pat, how do you choose between an embedment strip or mechanical anchoring during design of a liner system? Yeah, once again, this really depends on so many factors. I mean, you, you're, you're dealing with material type, um, structure of the size, you know, the structure size and location. Engineers' preference sometimes, you know, the engineers prefer a different attachment uh, over another. Um, the facility conditions, uh, the long-term use, there's so many factors that really play into that. Um, I really recommend that, you know, all those factors are taken into account in, um, you know, the consulting engineer or, um, you know, owner can, can, can reach out to a geosynthetic installer or, you know, us at the FGI and we can we can help design, help them, you know, answer some of those questions specific to those projects. So it's kind of a loaded question because, um, you know, really there's so many design factors that go into each project and, and the different types of, uh, and the different reasons for using the different types of mechanical or embed. Thanks, Pat. We have another question about your side, slide 53. You answered one earlier about it. It's about the joints. Uh, between the embedment strips, would it be possible to just extrusion weld some material into the joint between the embedment strips? Or are you saying the embedment strips need to be welded together at the time they are cast into the concrete? Yeah, so it's real crucial that these are that these are welded together before they before the concrete pour. Uh, once again, see if you're if you if you're if you're if you open seam and you're just welding or trying to seal that on top, you're, you're at the top of that um, joint, you're going to have a direct water path behind, you know, either an extrusion bead or whatever seal that you have there. It's going to run directly down that joint because you cannot get that top seal embedded into the concrete. It's really crucial that those are welded on the back side that is embedded into the concrete. Great. Um, can written specifications for all seaming, battening, embedment strips, water stops, cushioning components cited in the presentations be provided? Yes, um, and, and we, we actually talked about this a little earlier. We, we, we are going to post those with the webinar on the FGI website. And, and once again, if you, if you have additional questions or you would like more information, please just reach out to us and we can we can provide those or at least guidance on which ones that some of our installers are using. Thanks, Pat. Now we're going to shift gears from embedment strips to mechanical attachment questions. Batten bar needs flat washers to prevent pullout, correct? 
Yep, correct. We use a we use a flat washer under the nut that you know is obviously larger than the slotted hole on the bar. Yep. Do you have a detail to allow for any differential settlement between concrete and earth structures? How much settlement would be an issue for a joint failure or tear of the geomembrane? Yeah, this is this is really dependent on the materials that you're using, um, and ultimately, I recommend that you. Design away from settlement next to a structure. Um, you, you know, some slack can be put in, and and some materials can handle that expansion. You know, that settlement. You know, the liners are more flexible, can expand more. But ultimately, um, for for a better design, it's it's really crucial that you make sure that you got good compaction and you reduce any settlement away from the structure. Right. Pat, um, slide 37 of your slide deck, you mentioned live rubber, which is to keep constant and continuous compression on the attachment, and it also protects the geomembrane from the metal clamp. What live rubber would you recommend, type of rubber, natural silicone, neoprene, hardness, and specs for it? Yes. Um, once again, we're going to provide these with the with the you know at the webinar on the website, and um, you know my company particularly we use EPDM, um, a live EPDM rubber. Some of the other installers um, use the uh, version, so it just really depends on you know the individual company. But yes, we're going to provide a couple options um, on the website. All right, final question. Should the connection details be different if the liner material is different? So in, in short, no. I mean, mo almost all the materials or all the different components that go into the mechanical attachment that, that we use are compatible with all the different membranes. Um, we install all of the different membranes and similar, you know, the same components as we do that. Great, Pat. Thanks so much for joining us again. And all of these questions show first the interest in the topic and how important it is to make a leak-free system. So that's all the time we have today. If you have additional questions, please contact Pat or email me at the FGI, fabricatedgeomembrane at gmail.com. And I will pass them on to Pat and our other speakers, Duff Simbeck and Brendan Simbeck. Please visit the FGI website for specifications and response to the other questions. Pat, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Jim.